Wait, you're saying that there's music involved in all this? There's an intro intro song from my cousin's band from yeah, that's oh, yeah? my cousin's band. They're they're 17. <laughs> wow, it's pretty good. Yeah, that's yeah. great. So, mm. well, Adam's in the band, and if you ever need a drummer, um, he unfortunately is under a lifetime contract with Speed Ventures. So. <laughs> I would get my cut, of course, and you'd have to book it through Speed Ventures, but he's there. You, you should need a drummer. You should well, open. I, I play the guitar and I sing. Oh, do you? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Do we be like the new white stripes? Yeah, we could. We'd be the white racing stripes. To- oh, I like it. I'm Austin Cabot. Today, I'm in Hollywood, California with Aaron Bitterman and Adam Gershon from Speed Ventures. How's it going, guys? Well, it's going (laughs) very good. Thank you for asking. Yeah. I appreciate you guys being able to make time for me. I know we've been talking about doing this literally for months. Probably, what, since April, May? I think something like that. Um, yeah, we're coming been, up on a year of planning. Yeah, so yeah, it's, uh, it's been, been quite been a while. while. Has it been that long? And by the way, it's all my fault. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate true. you uh, stepping up and uh, you know taking responsibility for your actions. But I, well, I even I cleared last last Monday and we couldn't make it. And you know, we've, yeah, it's it's all my fault. We've cleared a I lot mean, of a lot of Mondays. It's just what happens when you're when you're a bunch of busy people, right? Well, I hope after all this lead up that we don't disappoint. Uh, I don't think we will, especially from some of the conversations we've been uh, having uh, before we we hit record. So, but really appreciate you guys being able to uh, make time for us. Um, wanted to uh, kind of stop in and and check in with you guys uh, and give the listeners an idea of of what Speed Ventures is all about. And I know you guys have been around for for quite a while. Um, if you go on many of the forums for different uh, you know different vehicles and stuff, likely you'll see a, a challenge. Uh, that's, you know, run through you guys for, for each individual group. Uh, that's, I know for me, that's where I kind of found you guys was when you guys started doing S2K challenge stuff. Um, so that was quite a while ago, back when I first got into S2000 stuff. And I said, man, it'd be really nice to be in California, be able to be part of that. And, uh, here I am about, uh, eight, nine years later, uh, sitting here with you guys. So it's, still uh, have, you still have the S2K? No, actually, I, I sold it uh, probably about a year and a half ago now. So I wouldn't have anywhere to store it here either. So that was kind of a, another thing. It's actually what financed uh, getting the show off the ground. I sold the truck and trailer and uh, the S2000 when I left the corporate world and, and had a little bit of a, a nut to be able to go and record shows just like this. So. You got out of there before that number four cylinder went. So yeah. good job. Actually, the motor just got pulled out. The guy that bought it uh, is a Honda engineer and is actually rebuilding it. He's actually doing a Honda K24 swap in it now. I saw it yesterday. It's all stripped down to the bare tub, and he's getting ready to get everything stripped, and he's going to cage it and turn it into a, a full, legit race car. So pretty, uh, pretty exciting stuff. Everything that I wish I could have done with it but never got to. So, but uh, tell us a little bit about Speed Ventures. I mean, you guys have been around, I think, what, since 2001 or so? Um, I mean, how did you guys get your start? I mean, now you guys are, are pretty much one of the largest track day event organizations in the country um, and definitely probably the largest on the West Coast. Um, yeah, we just uh, we just officially celebrated 15 years in November. Okay. Um, we even made T-shirts. Oh, yeah? And, uh, <laughs> and they're, they're free for some people. <laughs> Anybody that's slower than you, right? 
No, that that requirement went out the window a long time <laughs> okay. ago. Trust me, because that's not that's that's hard to fill that shoe. Yeah, I've certainly been uh, been claiming that we are the largest independent uh, uh, motorsports organization on the West Coast, and I hope that's true. And uh, probably one of the largest in the country, I would imagine. Yeah. From from everything that I've seen, from sure number of events and and number of entries at those events, uh, you guys are, are right there. So it's yeah. uh, you know it's an honor to be here talking with you guys, and you know just being able to kind of hear your side of the story and see what the keys to success have been for you guys. Well, it's funny. I uh, it's funny you bring up S two K. Was that was that the car that you initially started tracking with Aaron, or was or or no, I started, I had a, uh, I was living actually in uh, San Francisco and I bought a uh, 911, I'm sorry, a 78SC. Okay. And I then uh, decided that I couldn't take the weather of San Francisco anymore and I moved to, decided I want to move to LA. So I, but I, then I thought, well, I want to live in New York. So I went there for six months and my Porsche just sat there. So I actually didn't even know where it, where it was, but. Do you have it with you in New York? No, no, I left it, in, oh, you left somewhere it in California. I just okay. don't know where. Anyway, so <laughs> you just threw the keys over your shoulder. I don't remember. I I, dro- I like dropped the mic, you know. Yeah, and I just right. walked. I just headed east. That's and back when those cars were like not worth any money. It was twelve. Yeah. I paid twelve grand for it. Yeah, yeah and it was Jeez. beautiful Amazon green Targa. Let's yeah. not even talk no, about not what talk about that, that would be worth. You've already made this a very depressing <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so then I went to New York for six months, and then I came back to. Uh, California as planned and um, the car was there somewhere somehow it showed up and I went and I joined the Porsche Owners Club okay Porsche Owners Club has been around since the 50s it's one of the you know very first post-war organizations the, the first two Porsche owners like, were like hey you want to yeah. make a club <laughs> exactly. yeah <laughs> like like the SCCA it's you know old school post-World War II sort of organization and I joined and anyway, I joined the Porsche Owners Club and uh, I you know, ran that car around for a little bit with them. Um, I was the only guy to spin out and go into the dirt in the slalom exercise on the very first exercise <laughs> of the very first day. And I also did a major off coming through the chicane at Streets of Willow on my, like, I think second lap. Really? I had taken the approach that the more aggressive, the better. The faster, the better. You know, I didn't know what a driving line was or anything, obviously. So that went, and that was the first, I joined Porsche Owners Club, and then I got the S, and I had my eye on the S2000 reading the magazines probably a year in advance. Um, and so this was all around like 99 or so? Yeah, like I joined the, 99? I'd moved to LA in 99. Okay. I joined the Porsche Owners Club in 99. Got it. I may not have joined, I, I may not have paid my membership fees, but I <laughs> showed up. And then, uh, yeah, so the S2000 came out, and I went out to, um, a S2 a Honda dealership in, I think it must have been Ontario. And I, it was a process getting one, of course. They were very much in demand. And uh, it was a car at that time when you were drove it around LA, everybody looked at you. Yeah. It was like, I mean, it was more, you get more looks than you got owning a Ferrari. Well, that's a nice looking Miata. They didn't know what it was. <laughs> They're like, what is that thing? And you got insane, like everybody would just stare at you when you drove it around. It was kind of cool. And then, um, I, so I took it to the Porsche Owners Club and then started just beating all the Porsches. And when, when I say all of them, I'm obviously exaggerating, but I beat a lot of them. And it, was, and it wasn't me. I didn't know how to drive. It was the car. Modern technology versus old stuff, basically, is what it was. And that doesn't hold true now, of course. Now, you know, modern Porsches would just destroy, obviously, an S2000. But back then, it was actually a major comparison. Mm-hmm. 
And the car was incredible. Like I got, I got out of 73 cars, I got third place. Wow. At an event at um, a Marine base that's been decommissioned since then out in the, um, in the Inland Empire. So anyway, that was it. And it was very exciting. And I was driving that car. And then I decided that I would steal the, Pia, the Porsche Owners Club format and create a, a club for S2000s. Okay. And uh, just take whatever they did and just model, copy it. Right. Yeah. So just I went, for S2000s, though. Yeah, well, well, it wasn't going to be just because, you know, there were, I understood that that wasn't going to, but that was my interest. Right. That was my personal focus was to do a time trial series. Okay. So like, I guess back then, the only people that were really running events besides club racing organizations were, were like marquee clubs like BMW, CCA and PCA and stuff like that. Yeah. Like a lot of the old, all those kind of clubs that have been around for a while. Exactly. And then, right. but there was, you know, the, uh, Ryan at, uh, at who was a I guess you know an owner of NASA, he had his own thing going on back then. Huh. Before I before I started Speed Ventures. Okay. He had his own thing going on, and I was a his customer. And um, there was another. There were several other groups doing things. Like there was a, a guy named Todd Sirota who was an MIT graduate who had an MIT alumni car racing group, which became something called Track Quest, which I was a participant in. Okay. He's, he hasn't, he stopped a long time ago. And Ryan shut his thing down and got into NASA. So, you know, so that, so yeah, there were people around, but hardly any. Okay. Compared to now, there was like nobody, yeah. you know, effectively. So, um, but anyway, so, yeah. I was just saying, a lot of these kind of mark-based clubs were only running a handful of events a year. Am I wrong? Oh, yeah. We're talking six, eight. I mean, to do 12 events, I think, was considered kind of outlandish. Ambitious. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, I started, and then I was running with Ryan and his group, which I, I can't remember what it was called anymore, but, uh, and Green Flag Racing, that was one that was around back then already. I think they've disappeared. Um, <clears throat> and I just, I met a guy at the track. I, I decided I want to do my events. There was this guy named John Worth who was there at the Ryan's events. And um, I said, I want to start doing my own track days. And he's like, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. So we kind of partnered up. Okay. And we started doing event. We uh, booked Streets of Willow, was our first one. And they wouldn't, they wouldn't rent to us. They're like, no. Who are you guys? Nope. Not happening. <laughs> and I'm like, dudes, come on. They're yeah. like, nope. So what I did is I went to the Porsche Owners Club and I went to their chief driving instructor. And I said, can I pay you to, and to be attached to my event and he said sure so i paid him i got him attached went back and they said okay well if he's attached to what you're doing then fine and that's how we got the first one huh going on interesting what what year was that two oh i guess 2001 2001 yeah okay and i think we made 500 dollars, and we're like oh that's pretty cool so well let's keep doing it <laughs> so what, what was the turnout like at that first event you know i feel like, i swear i feel like 70 80 wow. cars might have shown up wow and we were charging at 80 dollars okay at that time i think is what the price was how did you how did you market it back then? I was, was just, just gonna ask. Yeah, like how, how, was this on some sort of a well, messaging the, board? The, or well, the whole industry of what we're doing that everyone's doing now wouldn't have happened without the internet, right? Right. And so we marketed through the forums. Okay. The forums are what created the whole thing. I mean, it was happening before, as I mentioned, with all these other groups. But the forums would enable you know, like the internet has enabled some people to do just about all kinds of things. So same thing here. Yeah. Without the internet, we wouldn't. It wouldn't ever happened. I mean. We didn't have a, a Rolodex. 
yeah. of wealthy people with cars <laughs> that want to race on racetracks. So we just, yeah, it's just the forums. Do you remember what the nicest car was that showed up that day? Yeah, I think it was a, a Boxster. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and at that time, I mean, those were pretty new. Yeah. Yeah, when it came out in 97. So, yeah, a few years old. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, that was it. So we that was our first event. And then um, we got kind of cocky, and we started booking events at Sebring in Florida and Texas World Speedway. Oh, really? And, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't realize that you guys had kind of started that way to begin with and then kind of became more localized. Yeah, well, we started doing that because we thought we'd go big, and I think we had three signups for our Sebring event. Three. Did you end up, did you end up running the That's event? not an exaggeration. Three. Wow. Yeah, for Sebring. It's not a cheap track, so... I mean, it's hard to get clientele from California to go out to Florida. Well, we were hoping to get the their, them to come out, but it's a very different. You know, the other states, Texas and Florida, have a more conservative approach to this than Californians do. Californians are are uh, they're just rebel risk taker types. They don't care. They'll sign up and run with anybody. <laughs> if someone says I'm doing a track, they're like, fine, great, I'm there. <laughs> sure, when and, and where? In Florida, you needed to have a reference. Like, you needed a reference you? from your grandmother. If your grandmother didn't. Give that group a reference, they wouldn't go. Yeah, huh. if, if you, and it was you very could, hard to get all those grandmothers in Florida to give us references. <laughs> you could dig up like a great aunt in Fort Lauderdale, to get <laughs> who'd actually driven her her her, uh, her Ford Taurus on your track. They wouldn't go. <laughs> so the legend of that that Sebring trip is that you you and John went out there <laughs> and just spent uh, the entire weekend on the track, just yeah. tears streaming down your face, yeah. but just, you just Money drove pouring, it. flying out yeah, the right. window of our car. <laughs> well, we actually had a competition. So John rented, what did he rent? Oh man, I wish he, I rented a Jaguar. We had a contest who could rent the fastest rental car. So I rented some Jaguar and he, I, I wish I could remember what he rented, but he rented something else. And they both had GPS systems that would track our behavior. <laughs> oh. So we dismantled it. We disconnected the GPS and we just drove Sebring by ourselves for two days. In rental cars. In rental cars. <laughs> and I don't know who won. It's a That's, pretty good way to learn Sebring, though. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, Sebring has quite a, a straightaway. And uh, it's a very confusing straightaway because you don't know where you're supposed to turn when you get to the end of it. But yeah, it's it's a good track. How were how were track conditions back in two thousand one? We well, you know it's a, it's probably a, better than they are now. Well, it's, I don't, I have no clue, but it's a converted airport, right? Right. So the part of it is this, uh, pay the solid white, you know, concrete with bump, 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 and then part of it's blacktop. So at least back then, okay. And uh, the varied surface, you know, it's it's not who cares. It's fine, but it's. Uh, you know, it just felt like not a real racetrack in the sense, perp- not a purpose-built racetrack. Right. But, but it's a great, great track. I mean, it was it was incredible to uh, to run there. Yeah, yeah. So the Sebring event didn't work out the way you wanted to. How was how was TWS? Um, probably the same. Okay, but maybe twelve instead of thir- three people <laughs> signed up. It's an improvement. <laughs> we had Lou Gelati come out. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, he came out. Uh, and uh, he tried to, he, I think he brought us all 12 of our drivers, actually. Wow. Um, and so it was, it was fun. Texas World Speedway was, that was probably the, one of the most fun tracks we had. We rented, they had uh, their own fleet of rental Miatas at, at TWS, actually. Mm-hmm. And so John and I flew there without renting cars from Hertz, and we rented them from, directly from, from the, the track. track. Right. The problem was they didn't uh, know about uh, brake pads and fluid, apparently, because we went through the entire fleet. We destroyed the brakes on one car after another, really? sequentially throughout the weekend, 
And they basically said, look, you guys can't rent any, have any more cars because you guys <laughs> clearly – You guys got cut off. <laughs> yeah, you clearly don't know how to drive these cars properly because you're ruining the brakes or something like that. I don't know. It was pretty funny, but – yeah, we had a very good time in those little Miatas. So. Yeah, I can imagine. See, this whole this this is these stories they explain a lot. When I uh, when I first interviewed with you, and or maybe I had first came on board and had grand ideas, I was like, okay, Aaron, listen, speed adventures. We will <laughs> <laughs> we will rent. Do you want to turn this into an advertising company? You know, <laughs> we will uh, once or twice a year. We'll make a trek to a, a track somewhere across the country that no one's been to. I, I think Aaron had PTSD from, <laughs> from early on in the, in the, uh, in the uh, yeah, era of speed. And ventures. the funny thing is though, like, I mean, honestly, from like a looking back historically, if you know, it's the old, us, the usual adage of a, a business that's undercapitalized, you know, not working out. If we really had just been like unlimited funds and stuck it out, we'd probably be four times the size that we are now and, you know, be national that, um, because obviously the industry changed, it grew. And all of a sudden now it's, it's gangbusters and the East coast, it's gangbusters in Texas. It's right. There's right. just business everywhere now. You right. Know? right. So, yeah. You know, which is why we went to Coda. Coda was the lat. you know, now we go to Coda. We've been there twice. We're going again this year. And that's been sort of like a, uh, you know, for a back, you know, outside of California, outside of the safe zone, and uh, it's the most expensive track, certainly in the country, if not the world. I have no clue. I don't know what it costs to rent spa for a day. Yeah, last time I looked but, into Abu Dhabi, it was uh, it was pretty reasonable. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it might, you don't know. It might be. You really don't know. I mean, yeah. it's, it's hard to know. I mean, you know. Or you're competing with chic money, essentially. Right. <laughs> yeah, but there's also, you know, what's the actual driving population? Yeah. It's not really about how wealthy the people are in the area. It's how many there are in the area. Right. And that have money, you know, that makes, you know, that kind of thing has an effect on the actual, you know, cost. But in Texas, it's not like they have, it's not like California. There's nowhere near the number of people or uh, the kind of wealth, uh, I don't I don't think. Um, but that track has its restrictions. I mean, it, that track costs $300 million to build. And they, like, all the rental fees they get, that covers the maintenance of the facility. Yeah. I mean, it's not, you know, so they their fees are not unreasonable, mm -hmm. you know, even though it's insanely expensive. So in Abu Dhabi, maybe. I mean, it's it's literally the world-class facility here in the States. Sure. Oh, yeah. Without, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it's, uh, so, you know, I think, I think uh, you know, so, but I think, again, so far, I think it's, you know, I'm happy to just stay here in California, Nevada. Yeah. It's uh, it's a good place to be running these, yeah. uh, this kind of, I mean, you guys, though. you guys certainly have a lot of events. I mean, I don't know exactly how many were on the schedule this year, but looking at the schedule, you know, mid season, last season, I was, I was very surprised mm -hmm. at how many events you guys actually run. Um, I mean, what's, what's it look like this year? How many events do you know? Yeah, it's about the same. I mean, we yeah. average, no, I think it's, one more, one or two more. more. Well, I think yeah. we're doing twenty-eight events this year instead of twenty-seven. So yeah, okay, something like that. Or two, two a month or so. Yeah, I mean, California is Southern California, especially is it's a, an embarrassment of riches in terms of racetracks. You know, <laughs> I mean, maybe not all of them are you know world class as you might say, but we really have an opportunity to drive different racetracks. Yeah. You know, and you can each do it weekend year round too. and yeah. we can do it year round. Exactly. I was. Just up in Portland this weekend, talking to a friend who who enjoys tracking, and he's 
he bought a uh, a VW Rabbit uh, race car, an old SCCA car, uh, and he's signed up for two track events since he's bought it, and they've both been canceled due to weather. And it's really? just, it's just, uh, yeah, it's just so disappointing. So they actually I mean, get to cancel their events up there in Portland. Yeah, they do. Yeah, he's. Uh, I think the events were at. Uh, up in Seattle at the, the oh they weren't at, they weren't at PIR they were up in the yeah uh, I think it was yeah the Ridge or is that the one up yeah and um, yeah just totally blown out due to weather I mean we are very very lucky down here not only to have the facilities but to have the weather yeah. to be able to take advantage not of lately them. man it's been raining a lot a lot a lot it has been <laughs> <laughs> it has been wet that's for sure great driving we uh, try to encourage people to drive when it's wet yeah yeah, yeah that's what I was gonna say it's a great great learning environment yeah people don't see it that way apparently no. In the Midwest, in the Midwest, we just kind of had to like take it for what it was. There's this phenomenon that all the event organizers see it as a great learning opportunity, and all the customers don't. That's just kind of <laughs> how it works. Well, it's funny, you know. I I've worked uh, at some some driver training things. Um, like when I was in Atlanta, we had a bunch of like low friction things uh, where you know it's wetted down, and you could always tell the people that weren't from the Midwest or the Southeast. You know, you could always tell the people that were from Southern California if they didn't have any sort of driving experience before because you tell them to counter steer and they're like, wait, what? I, I have to turn the other way? <laughs> and the guys from the Midwest are like, yeah, that's what I have to do to get out of my driveway to go to work, you know, on a regular day during the winter. So it's, it's, it's really interesting. But it is, it is a very valuable tool. Um, and I used to be really happy when it were rain, actually. And what's nice, too, uh, a lot of the track day events uh, up in the Midwest that I was participating in, uh, when it would rain, not a lot of people would want to go out and drive. So literally, you could get these like 45-minute to an hour-long sessions and just go out, and you learn where the car is going to like, like skip across a puddle, and then you, you have to catch it and stuff yeah. like that. It, it became a very, very good tool. And when it dries out, you know, you're, you're even faster than you were before. So yeah, really, absolutely. really good tool. It's true. And, I mean, generally, it doesn't rain super hard or super long down here. Um, the driving line dries super quickly. And uh, a lot of people stay home, which means that the people who come out have an amazing day. Yeah. They really do. I mean, I'll, I'll say some of the people have come up to me on those days that have been a little damp and just said, that was awesome. Yeah. There was no one here. I got amazing experience uh, and just had a good time. So, yeah, you're right. It's There's two different ways to look at it. That's yeah. for sure. Well, there's also there's the difference between the actual dampness that may or may not occur in the weather forecast. They're very different things. Right. So I found that. You know, if they say it's an eighty percent chance of rain, that means it's an eighty percent chance a drop will find will fall in the vicinity somewhere. Right? <laughs> it doesn't mean there's an eighty percent the track can be wet. Right. It means there's probably a five percent chance the track will be wet. And so usually, what happens with rain in our in my experience is people those who do show up have a dry track all day. That's right. usually what happens. Now, when it does rain, in case you have what Adam's talking about, the few people who do stick it out have a great time too. But that's that's the I mean that's rare. It doesn't actually rain yeah most of the time yeah right i mean so. to to be a, a well-rounded driver i think it's important to be able to drive in all conditions so just like it is important to be able to drive all conditions of a car so when the tires are going away when the brakes are going away you know you have to mitigate weather as well so i i think people that only drive in fair weather are really doing themselves a disservice when it comes to you know uh i guess bettering themselves as a driver oh yeah so absolutely it's uh, it's kind of interesting so I, I love seeing it when, when it's raining at some of the events that I go to and there's guys out there just pounding lap after lap after lap. I mean, they're not fast laps, right. but they're not really being that hard on the car. They're just out there working on car yeah. control and, and getting used to it. Yeah. 
So now I'm curious, which, which is the one event that we added this year? Well, we have um, we have eight auto club events instead of seven. Okay, first of all, okay. um, we have three Chuck Wells instead of two. That's right. That's I've already mentioned two. The question is, what have we subtracted? What did we take away? We added. How do we? How are we only up one when we added two? We have a net gain of one. <laughs> yeah, we should be have a net gain of two by my account. So I don't know. I'm not sure what we subtracted actually. Yeah, is it one less? Man, yeah, I don't remember. Do you guys do any other events besides track stuff as well? I mean, we've done uh, a lot of corporate okay. and media and kind of odd jobs. Like, okay. In fact, we're in the middle of one now. It's a four or five day job that I can't say anything about because we're under NDA, but it's right. a media, you know, uh, entertainment industry kind of thing. Okay. So, yeah, we've had some fun entertainment industry experiences over the years. So, yeah, actually, but- mostly half of them not fun. And have fun, depending. <laughs> I won't name any names. Um, but yeah, so we've had some movie stuff, TV stuff. Oh, cool. Um, I was on the uh, Oprah Winfrey show called The Golden Sisters. That was my best performance ever. Wow. They edited, they edited around me incredibly well. <laughs> you left that off your resume. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, and I've been, so we've done some stuff. You know, and uh, so we do corporate thing. We've done uh, actually at El Toro a few drag racing kind of things really? as well. And we, yeah, we've done. Um, do you do any autocrosses or anything? Well, we do autocrosses every event, Auto Club Speedway. We oh. always have an autocross during the event. During the event, got it. Every time we go there, we do an autocross. But we've also done corporate autocrosses. I've never done one like as a business. Like, let me just go set up an autocross. But right. we've done corporate stuff. At El Toro, at Auto Club, um, and other places. Okay. So, and yeah. when the interest is there, we uh, we'll do drifting at the balcony as well. Oh, really? Out at Willow Springs. Okay. And yeah, we'll set up a drifting thing anytime anybody wants us to, and it's just not. We just doesn't happen very often. But right. we've done we've done mm-hmm. actually balcony. We've done quite a few things up there too. Mm-hmm. Balcony is a lot larger than I thought it was. I looked at satellite imagery of it, and then I actually went out there and checked it out. It's actually pretty big. Well, yeah, there's plenty of room to play around out there yeah. for sure. Yeah, and if you're, if we're doing, uh, you know, the track day at streets, you can go up there and shred your tires in between uh, sessions. So, oh, nice. Yeah, it's fun. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, awesome. So, so I guess 2001 started off with those those three events. Uh, you know, you had your one at Streets of Willow and then Sebring. Well, no, then... actually, we just had one in 2001, oh, okay. Streets of Willow. Okay. And then in 2002 was when we we did, uh, we added Button Willow and other tracks. I don't know which ones. I have to get out my computer to find out. And then in 2003 was when we went Texas, Sebring. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it wasn't like you just jumped like straight in and you're like, you know what? We're going to Sebring. No, that was that was the really it was sort of the second year we did that okay. effectively. Yeah. Okay. How what's what's TWS like? Is that is that a fun track? Well, they're shutting it down. I hear they they've been saying that for I, like seven years. It, it's like Cher's farewell tour. Right. There's always going to be another. You know, it's like yeah. oh, this is the last season, and then next season it's like oh, this is the last season. Yeah, last year our last year's code event, which was last April, that's what they were everybody they from saying, there yeah. was kept saying that oh, we're getting one more chance in it at, uh, maybe it's just a marketing ploy on their part to get people to it's actually, book it's the track smart. yeah Genius. it's a good idea yeah. this is the last one right here we'll start being like this is the last speed ventures event ever <laughs> 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 yeah. so but no i mean i've i've driven the track that's actually where i did like my third track day ever okay 
Um, really, really enjoy it, actually. Yeah. So the the feeling of diving down off of the banking uh, into turn one, uh, that's where I learned that you had to use the throttle to kind of settle the car. You'd lift a little bit, turn in, and then plant the throttle as you go over the banking, over the transition. Sure. And uh, it's really, really fast. So I wasn't very fast back then, but... You know, it was uh, it was a good time. Yeah, it's a it's a great track. I mean, I'm surprised they're close. I mean, they're cl- I'm sure they're closing it to build condos or something. But it's uh, it's a great track. Yeah. I don't know. So it's um it's one of those. The facilities are are a little old, and they really haven't had a whole lot of investment. Right. They were in old. Them, they were old. They were old years then, ago. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and they probably just have not been touched at all. So, but so so to get from where you were at, from you know just a few events to where you're at now with, you know, 28 events uh, this season. I mean, what what do you think were the keys to, uh, to the growth there? Was it kind of building the community and just having good track events that are run well? And, you know, you kind of make a name for yourself there. Obviously, it's been, what, 15, 16 years now. So, I mean, what's, what was the progress, um, you know, during those interim years? You know, I, I think there's a lot of things. I mean, I think, first of all, the industry is just growing. Every year. Right. In 2009, during the Great Recession, I think the industry still grew by a few percentage points. Okay. Like the, the net number of people doing it in Southern California went up. Even in 2009, it went up. Right. So there's just this natural growth that's taking place, which we're, you know, part of. Um, Do you think then, it was from, from people, I guess, f- trying to find more affordable alternatives to other hobbies that they may have had? Or no, I think it's word spreading. Okay, and I think it's the cars. They've, if you look at the just the horsepower and the oh, variety of so performance cars now, from two thousand one to now, you know it's it's absurd. And these cars need a place to to live. Right. They don't they don't do well on the streets. You can't do anything with them. You right. Know? So, and I think so. I think that you know that's a very big part of it is just having the cars change. And then, of course, the awareness. I mean, I go, you know, I've uh, when I try to tell people what I do, which I have to do quite often, and I just got back from New York and I had to tell five people what I do. And honestly, when people ask me what I do, I never, never want to tell them. I, I'm unhappy they're asking me the question. It's not because I'm, you know, a reticent person trying to hide what I do. It's I, I cannot, they never get it. Right. They don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, a normal... And then they have to explain it. Then their eyes glaze over and then the conversation's <laughs> over and I'm left standing there by myself with a beer in my hand. <laughs> and it's kind of ruins my, all my social and, you know, interactions in life to try to tell people what I do for a living because yeah. it bores them and they don't, they don't get it. And so, and the same, you know, so I've always said to people, the day I can go to a cocktail party and tell people what I do and have someone go, oh, cool, yeah, I, I know, what you, you know they understand what I'm saying, will be the day that we're in a mature industry. Yeah. We're not there. If I said someone I run, I run a golf course, they'd be like, okay, and they'd walk, they'd be like, thanks, bye, you know, or that's interesting or not interesting. But when I tell them what I do, they don't even understand what I'm talking about. Yeah. They'll say things like, so you drive my car around the racetrack? I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah. So I drive your car around the race? No, 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 no. So we're going to watch people race? No, 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 no. So it's just people don't get it. Yeah. It's not a mature industry. It's right. got tons of growth potential still. Um, there's probably still a few hundred thousand candidates, yeah. potential customers in the state of California yeah. that don't even know that, that this exists. Yeah. 
And that's, but that's not true of golf or tennis and other sports, you know, other recreational activities. So yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's a growing industry and that's really, you know, kind of what's about the internet, as I said earlier, has been a huge part in that happening, you know, without the internet, it would still be a tiny industry. It'd be one tenth the size of it. It is now, you know, but, uh, uh, so, you know, anyway, so I think, I think, uh, you know, that's, a, that's really the shape of things. And I think as long as that we have sports cars, and we have males, you know, males of the species, because you know, women are honestly that's two percent of my business is is is, right. is females, unfortunately. Um, unless we can find a way to convert females, in which case we'll all be billionaires. But I don't know if that's going to happen. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, just speaking from personal experience, um, I yeah, the, the my first track day, I uh, you know, I had a, a Mazda Speed Three. And, you know, had a cold air intake on there, test pipe, whole nine yards. <laughs> Wait, is that a turbo car? <laughs> yeah. It is, yeah. Track ready. Wait, you do, I'm right. You need a test pipe on a turbo car, right? That doesn't go on a non-turbo car, does it? You can. What's a test pipe? Is that just a straight cat, pipe? Cat delete pipe. Oh, a cat delete. Sorry. Sorry. Never mind. I'm thinking of a down pipe. Down pipe would be turbo. You see yeah. how much I know. Right. After 15 <laughs> years, I know nothing. Yeah, no, the, the interesting thing about the the, the uh, Mazda Speed 3, there was a, a section where the the cat was, and it had it had a joint right in front of it and a joint right after it. It's like they were designed for it. It was just, it literally was just. The good thing just... about cats is, is they're full of titanium, right? And they're valuable. So you don't even need the thing. You just get some right. good solid <laughs> you cash. You just it. sell it. You get some good it. solid cash for that bad boy. Actually, in certain parts of the country, uh, it, it new car dealerships, uh, for like SUVs and stuff like that, people will crawl up underneath them at night and saws all the cats out. It happened to me and my Nissan. Oh, really? Well, they didn't sawzall it. They just took it. And so what I did, my cat that's in my Nissan now is welded in. Nice. So now they will need a sawzall to do it. Oh, wow. So, uh, yeah, I had a friend say, hey, we're going to Auto Club Speedway. You know, you've done that. You've done that before, right? It was like Hootie Club. What way? Yeah, and and (laughs) and I and he's like, oh, you you know, you're a car guy. You you must do track days. And I surely you must have done a track day before. You've got a test. You've got a test pipe. What are you doing in there? You going stoplight to stoplight? I mean, what's the deal here? And uh, I had no idea such a thing existed. And uh, you know what really sold me on it was the the group deal for the free transponder. That's really what. Got oh, was me. that really? Get out of here! <laughs> Can I get lap timing too? Exactly. All right, I'm in. No, you I know what lap timing was. You know what a transponder was. That's that's total BS. <laughs> no, I go I I go into the system and see my very first registration, and it's my buddy's name, group deal. Right, right. right but on that's there. not why you did it. That's why they talked you into doing it. That's well, I think he needed a fifth person. And so, <laughs> so you grab some sucker so off the street like, with a Mazda three and a test. He's like, type. who do I know? So like, I got some sucker with exactly. a Mazda three and a test exactly. type. Let's rope him into this whole shenanigan. Yeah. So, you know, I uh, being a quote unquote car guy, I had no idea that such a thing existed. Well, so. I didn't. Yeah, I actually didn't tell you how I heard about the POC. So that happened because I bought the nine eleven. I was at a shop, a Porsche shop, and I was getting it fixed, you know, for something. And I hear these guys talking about just having got back from the racetrack. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, oh, we just, I'm like, what are you talking about? And they're like, what? I'm like, what are you talking? You know, the same thing like people yeah. do to me at parties. You can do I that. I asked them five questions and they're like, God, we're so sick of these stupid questions. <laughs> but it turns out I just didn't, couldn't comprehend that I could drive it on a racetrack. Yeah. And then once I understood it, I was there. Yeah. 
I mean, I think that's that's the biggest thing that we can all do as enthusiasts, is, especially as track day enthusiasts, is to let other people know Spread that, word. hey, you know, you can take almost any car out yeah. on track. Because I still think even, you know, within the automotive community, it's it's getting to the point where people understand. But, I mean, I know some guys that are still car guys. They're not super deep into it. Uh, but they go, wait, I can take my car on track the way it is? Like, I don't have any safety equipment. Like, right. yeah, it's fine. No, like, you do have Well, you have the factory It's called equipment. a seatbelt in an yeah. airbag. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think people think track and they go roll cage. Right. Like, immediately, like, oh, track, roll cage. Have yeah. to have a roll cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anybody want another beer? Um, I'll, I'll have one. I'll let's actually, your... let's pause real quick. I need to pee. You got it. So... Yeah, we were we were talking about kind of what we can do as enthusiasts to uh, get other people out on track. I mean, what do you guys do at Speed Ventures to get uh, newbies out on track? Is it it's mostly word of mouth from people that run your events, or do you guys do anything direct to to get people out on track? We mostly try to shame them into doing it. Yeah. Do you like a call out? We yeah, we kind of try to humiliate them and shame them, and uh... <laughs> that's what the transponders are for, right? Yeah, that's well. That's later. That comes yeah. later. That's, okay. that's how we keep them there. Ah, got it. Because then there's the li- the shame that comes later and the <laughs> humiliation that comes after. I, you know, it's hard. It's to get someone to kind of to step through that wall of like you were saying earlier. You know, oh no, I don't. I don't have a track car, or uh, well, I don't have all the equipment for that, or. I don't know. It's kind of a thing of, oh, that's not something I do. So there is a barrier there that you've got to help someone kind of get through. Um, I, uh, a friend of mine, uh, who's, he's got a mini and, um, we kind of struck up a conversation about it and you have a friend with a mini. I I do. Well, you do do drive a Miata. He's an right. I can't really talk. Um, (laughs) and, uh, I, I had him, I had him on the hook. He was, he was coming out and he, he was like, yeah, I just got to get the car kind of cleaned up and whatever. And he comes back and he's like, you know, the mechanic was talking to me and he's like, mechanic said, I really shouldn't take my car on track. I'm just really mess it up. That the mechanic told him <sighs> not to take mechanic. it. This is a mechanic who obviously doesn't care about his own pocketbook. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Right. I mean, he's, he's, he's got, or his, those cars are just that much of a pain to work on. It's just not worth it. Right. But then he doesn't like <laughs> that. Just saying, but that's just like saying he doesn't like his job then. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, there's certainly a barrier there to, to, yeah, to have someone kind of take that step. Uh, and one thing I've tried to do is to try to kind of explain what a track day looks like. I think, I think people, I'm not sure what they think it's going to be like when you get out there, but I I think they, it's going to be a certain type of person that they aren't that they aren't, or it's going to be a really intimidating environment, or it's right. going to be a environment where everyone else knows how to drive and they're going to be the only newbie. Um, you know, and all of these things we know not to be the case. It's, and I, I find it to be an incredibly welcoming, uh, community. Uh, you know, we're talking about community. I think it really is. Um, every track day we have, you know, a dozen or two or three beginners out there. So there's always going to be folks out there on their first day, uh, to share that experience together. Um, so yeah, it's really just kind of getting someone to say, you know what, this is something that I want to try enough to kind of step through that fear and just, you know, just do it, just, just give it a shot. Um, I mean, I remember my first day and as soon as it was done, I was like, that was awesome. And, you know, I want to plan to do that again. And, 
that is what 99 out of 100 people say yeah, is like that was awesome and i can't wait to do that again <laughs> yeah it's, it's very rare that you have somebody come and do their first track day and be like nah it's not for me it, I, it does I have, happen I but sp- yeah it's I a very suppose. small percentage it is a very small percentage and i think i think for me the the people that i've spoken to that have had that reaction it generally comes down to you know the this car yeah i don't this is a collectible or it's a it's not mine it's my dad's or something like that and and you know they they just don't feel that they you know maybe want to maybe they don't have the the weapon to yeah. to bring out 1800 uh, hertz man right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i mean yeah people get out there they realize that you know there are instructors there to help them um we're there to answer questions they have and, you know, we really make it as easy as possible to get out there and learn the basics. And then once you get the basics down, you know, we can we can step it up when you're ready. Right. So. I think one thing that a lot of people that are, are new to track days don't realize until they start is that there's actually a really strong community behind it. And that's one thing I've noticed with your guys' events. You guys really foster a really good community, not only, you know, just with the organization, the way that you run it, but also with some of the different events that you sanction, such as, you know, S2K Challenge, 8-6 Cup, things like that. Um, you know, I think those things are are kind of, I don't want to say cutting edge, but there's not a lot of other places in the country that do such things. So I think people here in SoCal are very, very lucky to have people such as yourselves that can sanction events like that. You know, not only do you have the the user base or the customer base that can actually support it, um, but those are very strong communities in and of themselves. I mean, where, where did that type of, um, event format come from? You know, what, what was the first one that you guys actually did? Well, it was because of the POC experience. Okay. Because they had their Porsche, you know, back then it was just Porsche. And then there was like, I think the BMW CCA I'm sure was around. And right. Like Alfa Romeo Club, Alfa Romeo, Shelby yeah. Club, stuff Yeah, and like that's that. it. And yeah. so, yeah, really it was that inspired the s2000 challenge and then why not do bimmer challenge and the hff challenge and all the others so right but it's it's definitely unique and it wasn't something that anybody else was doing until you know we we kind of started doing it and then it kind of the t the time trial sort of idea kind of i think took off a little bit but um but i think it's you know i I think it's that that's it basically came from that and i think it's uh Unfortunately, the hard part about it is is that if you don't have good turnout, it doesn't work. It right. doesn't, it's not really fun when there's four yeah. of your cars at an event. and You get like so I two think the, or three events chances to, for that to, yeah, uh, to really for your catch listener, on. For your listeners in the rest of the country, the sad reality is it may not be possible to have it in most of the country. Right. There's just not yeah, that I volume mean, of Southern people. Southern California is just the – biggest market i would think i mean right. the eastern seaboard's a big market but it's spread out right florida is not the same as watkins Glen or running road atlanta or anywhere else so i mean and we're it's very concentrated here so i think that's that's what we have here that's just fortunate to be in southern california yeah you know and that's it but yeah i mean one one thing to me that's interesting you know from from being around other regions um like in the southeast I noticed that you wouldn't necessarily, like when I had my S2000, you wouldn't necessarily go to the track to hang out with the S2000 people. You would meet the S2000 people when you were at the track versus the way a lot of your events are, are set up. You know, people 
like the eight six cup crew, they go to the track to hang out with eight six cup people. It's not that they, you know, meet up and all decide to start, you know, comparing lap times. Yeah, no, that's definitely the case. I right. Mean, it's a it's a but, much different dynamic. Yeah, but some of these things are not really us, you know. Like eighty right. six cup is run by a group of guys who are really good at building a community and they've got nothing to do with speed ventures. Yeah. We're lucky we're just fortunate that they decided to run with us. Right. And to join us the last couple seasons, yeah. you know. So, you know, and I think that's true of uh, the Nissan Challenge as well as uh, another group of guys that are just really good at building a community. Yeah, we just a, had John from Corner 3 Garage on. Yeah. A and weeks so, ago. Yeah. yeah. And so John and his group, they chose to run with us and we're very happy for that. And some of the, uh, them are ones we built. Right. You know. And like the S2K challenge and right. stuff like that. Yeah, and even even the ones that that we uh, built, um, you, we we basically allow the drivers to to kind of create that community. We they have a you know there are board members who are drivers, and you know we 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 give them a lot of freedom to you know run it the way they see fit. They they know the community, they know the cars, and. And, you know, we kind of give them an opportunity to set that up the way they see fit. And I think I think that is another thing that really helps that community. They do feel like it is by drivers for drivers. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it works great. It's a, it's a, a great two way street because we, we love having them. And um, I think they enjoy having that opportunity to kind of, you know, maybe set things up the way that they would want to do it. Um, and uh yeah, it's it's yeah, a really have a, cool we have thing. a Veloster challenge. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's not us at all. That's a gentleman who has a shop and he's a you know very good at building the cars and he created it and he just brought it to us and said, Can we run mm-hmm. it here? And we're like, yeah, Of course. And yeah. that's that. So we have a lot of you know, people just come to us, you know, that yeah. but that's sort of what being a sanctioning body is. I mean, you have we host a lot of wheel to wheel races. We've got the EXR racing series. That's running with us last year, and they'll run with us this year. Those are the guys out of Vegas, right? Yep, out of there. It's Exotics Racing with their their whole drive and drive racing spec series they created, and you know, and we had it with Radical Cup for five years, six years. We had Radical Cup West that would come run with us. So we're you know we're sort of a we're open for whoever wants to come and run with us and have us help them do it. Okay. It's not easy. You can't just, I mean, you can, but it, you're going to just, you'll never make a penny if you just rent the track by yourself and try to do something. So, right. you know, you join in with another group and yeah. it works out. I think those people are very fortunate, though, that you you have allowed them to have a home. There's a lot of organizations out there that when approached with something like that would be like, no, you know, not really for us. So Yeah, it will run, especially the racing. The wheel-to-wheel racing is always, it's a tough gig right. to be in. It requires more a lot of knowledge on the part of the corner workers. There's different ways of flagging and calling an event when it's a race than when it's a track day. Right. You know, you don't pull black flags really ever, you yeah. know, if in a race and you do normally, you don't make, there's a bunch of calls you wouldn't make when a race is taking place and, and you need pace car, you know, you need to have the proper fire safety equipment in place. So there's just a lot that goes into it and it's a lot of extra work doing racing. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, but, uh, so you guys, for Wheel to Wheel stuff, you know, the event that I came to, you guys were running Super Miata. And there was also, what, the Legends Cars and the Thunder Roadsters? Yeah, that's um, right. Uh, Inex is the organization. Okay. 
What uh, what other wheel to wheel stuff do you guys have? Or th- is that it currently? Well, they, we have whatever people want to bring to us. Okay. So in other words, we're doing XR again this year. Oh right. We're doing uh, at least three INX races. We're doing all our our own series, which is the Super Miata series, of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll have one BMW. Well. Bimmerfest will have BMW CCA race that takes place. It's actually not our event. We're just running it for Bimmerfest. Okay. They the Bimmerfest the promoters have us run the track racing portion for them. So right. it's not technically our event. So yeah, so we'll take uh you know anybody who comes along that, you know, you know is we have some rules agreement. We rarely have a problem with the finding rules agreement though. I mean, our, we're actually a pretty conservative group club with our rules racing rules. Um, and most people come to us are happy with that. Like they kind of want more control over what goes on. Right. You know, we require people to report every incident. A lot of clubs, you have to file a complaint. If someone smashes into you that you're not obligated to report it, you voluntarily go be the bad guy and report it. Right. At our club, you have to report it. It's required. So there's things like that where we're kind of strict and, um, and, uh, you know, I think most people like it. You know, we just have we have sorry we have another group V8 Road Racing West that's going to join us. Okay, what what kind of cars are those? Uh, you know, stock cars. Really? Yeah, that sounds like a yeah. riot. That's- They're going to join us for the. I mean, we just we're going to probably. I wasn't do, aware of this. I do, Adam doesn't know this. This just happened like a few days ago. So they're going to join us for probably three to four races. Oh, cool! And. Yeah, so we just kind of when it, when it comes to wheel tour racing, you know, I just say, well, what are your rules? What do you guys want to see happen? And I say, this is, and they go, well, this is kind of, we do things. I go, we kind of do things this way. And most of them are like, okay, well, we kind of like the way you do things. That sounds good. Yeah. We weren't requiring people to report contact, but great, let's do that. You know, so just things like that. So it's, okay. it's, uh, the racing thing's fun. It's, it's a lot more work though. It's right. definitely, uh, it's to get into racing. You have, you know, that business. I can see why a lot of people would never want to have a race at their event ever. Yeah. Given what's, you know. And it takes time out of the day. You got to schedule the race. You know, you only have so many hours in the day, and you got to put the race in there somewhere. Right. That alone is costly, and you know. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I I I kind of graduated from track day to wheel to wheel pretty quickly. I mean, for me, it was once I got comfortable in the car and and started to get some pace out there, I was looking for some competition, and um, I think that's uh, I think that for some people, that's what the TTs are about. Mm-hmm. Um, they're looking to still go out and have fun and, and maybe they were a little more concentrated on, on car setup and, you know, and, and driver development, uh, personally, and the TTs are perfect for that. Um, and the wheel to wheel is, you know, for folks who kind of want to get out there and, and, you know, step it up, maybe even another notch, uh, in a different direction. Um, uh, and for me, that was just kind of the right move. Um, so I raced in the super Miata series right? and, um, it's been fun to race with, uh, you know, these other groups, cause you just, you kind of get an idea of the dis- different personalities that are out there. Um, uh, uh, some are a good fit. Some are not as good of a fit, but it's, it's all been really fun. Um, the I think of the legend cars, when you come up with those, you're like, what is that? I know. <laughs> what is that I, little, I, little I, buggy? I don't about? know whose idea that was. <laughs> Those things look so twitchy too, man. They're very tiny. They are, they're, but they're. Uh, it's. I mean, it's just an. I mean, it's an incredibly successful series. And yeah. There's. I don't know if there's thousands of them. I think there might be though. Yeah. I mean, We're those cars are eight hundred. Car- I mean, it's. Yeah. Yeah, it's very successful, and they're. Um, 
they're a blast to drive from what I hear. I tried to do a race once out in Las Vegas in one, and I couldn't even fit in the car. <laughs> my <laughs> knees were, like, in up in my nose. Yeah. And oh, like, man. I reached, yeah, yeah, so. Sounds like th- Thunder Roadsters for you, then. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, out a little bit but more. I want to I be in, like, a gangster bank robber a little bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. I'm going to be, like, a rum runner. Yeah, you'd have a rum runner, yeah. Have I mean, your helmet painted like a bandit mask. I think it's the cheapest way to get into a sequential transmission, right? <laughs> Probably, <laughs> yeah. It's if I had to bet, yeah. it probably would be. So uh, they were fun. I mean, yeah, you, Twitchy is right because yeah. I mean, before you know it, you're if you're following one, before you know it, you're looking at the front of it. They just yeah. come right around. The wheelbase is just so short. It really is. But um, well, yeah, actually, you're faster if they go backwards through the. Turns. Is that what it was? Yeah, they're just faster. The the <laughs> speed delta was really interesting last weekend, um, because they have power to weight on the Miata but they didn't have the top end. So it was actually made passing somewhat difficult because you could, we would carry more speed through the corners and then right at, right at the corner exit, they would step away from us. But then right, right towards the end of this, the, the straightaway, we'd be, be, be on them again. So they just didn't have, didn't have the top end and then it would, it would play itself out again. So yeah. it was for some of the faster legends guys, it was, it was tough to get them around them. Yeah. There um, were, I noticed there were like two or three cars that checked out during the race, like that were just, Running up front the whole race. Yeah, just gone. Yeah. Yeah. It so. reminds me of the, the Tijuana Grand Prix, which I did. Where's the poster? The poster somewhere of the Tijuana Grand oh, Prix. Oh, was that the, the Lemons race down in Tijuana? No, this was before, I think long before Lemons went down. When was that? Okay. I forget. I just remember seeing video of like a Lemons or Chump car race. Oh, well, this was in 2003. So okay, yeah. This was, were, I don't no, think Lemons had that. become a big thing back right. by then. I don't still, even think it was around back then. Well, he, no, they might have been doing the Altamont thing. Okay. But I don't think it was anything beyond that. Okay. But yeah, I went down uh, in my Miata to the Tijuana Grand Prix, which is a Mexican-hosted, organized event. It's so a street, on the streets? A street race in Tijuana. Nice. And um, I brought me my Miata down. And at the time, I was kind of taking things a little bit seriously, which is not the right thing, the attitude to have in Tijuana <laughs> in a street race on the streets of Tijuana. So I went down there thinking, oh, this is, I'm going to like, you know, I've got to do the best I can do in my little Miata. Uh-huh. And uh, they had a grandstand set up. I think they had thousands of people watching. I don't know if it was 3,000 or 10,000, but it was a lot. Mostly locals or? Oh, yeah, all locals. Yeah. No, all locals. I mean, and... Uh, the the locals who were the, from Tijuana would were all in Volkswagens, <laughs> and they spent all their money on built motors. Okay, they didn't really have suspensions or brakes or anything else, but they had good power and very lightweight cars. So, and I was in a Miata, which obviously different equation. The opposite, yeah. So <laughs> they designed the course to be one where every time you got to end of a straightaway, they built in with tire barriers and walls. They built in a chicane. <laughs> So you had to slow down, park it in the, to every corner, and then accelerate. So you, they, it was a series of drag races. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Every corner had a chicane, which created a drag race down the next straight to the next corner where there was a chicane. So there was no way for a Miata to win this race, of course. Yeah. But I, when the Moody was in my way, I qualified pretty well. Right. You know, so I kind of started up pretty high. But they all pulled, pulled me on the straight immediately on the start, and I was, could not get past them for the entire race. <laughs> They're holding you up in the corners. You, you yeah. get to a chicane, you yeah. couldn't pass, and it was a tight chicane. There was no passing possible entering middle 
or of any corner. And you couldn't pass in the exit of any corner because they had more power. More power. So it was set up such that it was just not even a road race. <laughs> it was a new sport they invented, <laughs> which I would call sequential drag, drag racing. racing. Endurance drag yeah, racing? Yeah, sequential, just sequential <laughs> drag racing. One drag race after another, but just hard on the heels of the prior drag race. <laughs> Anyone have parachutes? Now, yeah, they should have. <laughs> they should have called it just drag and break. Drag and break racing. I think the... Uh, yeah, the biggest uh, friction that we've had uh, mixing the Maxis Supermiotic up with other organizations is we love to do the back-to-back super sprints. Um, and we've had a couple of organizations who are prefer the longer races, you know, one right. one long race. Uh, and uh, we're, we're pretty committed to the two-short race format each day. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when folks try it, the, the, lead, the INX guys... Had a good time. I think yeah, they, they enjoyed liked it. it. But well, so what we've done with that is we basically, you know, it's largely just a business decision. So if somebody comes to us and says we want to do a race, and they just do not want to do two, a super sprint format, we won't do it. We'll do a thirty minute race. Right. But all the superman guys get very depressed about it. You, you just know? run those guys at different events. No, we just no, we mix them up. We've done yeah. it. We just do it. Okay. We live with it. But we try to talk them into doing the super sprint format. Okay. It's and it's really interesting to watch, especially the second the second far, race with well, the inverted grid. As a spectator, grid. from the spec- spectator standpoint, forget it. It's ten thousand times better to watch yeah. two super sprints. Yeah. yeah. So it was really cool this last race watching Sunny pick through pick oh, through yeah. everybody. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, it was it was really fun to watch. Yeah. I'll be honest. We're gonna we're we've decided we're gonna put a new rule. We get to shoot Sunny's tires out. That would that we're would gonna, probably we're make sense. See if you can do it on three air, you know, inflated tires and one flat tire. <laughs> yeah, he's. Uh, I was joking around uh, with him. Uh, Dan was watching one of his videos <laughs> on Saturday night at the track, and uh, going into sweeper, which is the corner that I I just cannot get. And so we're watching Sunny's line, and just we're watching the video just before Sunny gets there. Dan runs up at the computer and pauses, it and he goes, "Wait." This is when Sonny enters an alternate reality. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, I mean, personally, I I only started tracking seriously four and a half, five years ago. Okay. And, uh, you know, started wheel to wheel at the start of the 2015 season. So, um, for me, the, the inverted starts were terrifying at the beginning, um, and then it kind of, at the beginning, it was something where I would just let everybody go by and be like, just go, just get, just get away. Just <laughs> like get away. Pull over, pull let me over run my race. So, so, such a racer's attitude you have there. Let, just let everybody just, buy just to get, get away. Out of your way. <laughs> but, um, you know, within a few races, you, you, you realize, you know, you can handle it. You know, it's a little intense at first, but I mean, there's just no other way to get that feeling of, of, you know, just trying to compete with, with guys who maybe are turning faster lap times than you. Right. Um, but, uh, I, you know, I, I will just say from a personal standpoint, the, you know, I, I feel like I've improved just an incredible amount over the last couple of years running with, with the, the Maxis yeah. series. It's just, been I mean, wonderful. I've never understood the whole inverted thing myself because I did, I've only successfully completed one super Miata race because I did the first one I did, I DNF'd. <laughs> And then the second race, I was on pole because I DNF'd in the first. And I successfully blocked the entire field nice. for the entire race. And then the next race I did, I DNF'd. 
because the car <laughs> broke down. So that's my three races. So the one I did. <laughs> so you're, you're undefeated. So I'm undefeated, <laughs> essentially, if you don't count the DNF. And I don't, what I don't get is like, and I legally, by the way, legally blocked everybody. I'd never made two moves. Mm-hmm. And I held the entire field at bay despite being definitely slower. Because I know that because Emilio had caught me within two laps from the back. <laughs> he was already behind me. <laughs> so obviously I'm slower, right? But I kept him off for about three lap, more laps. Yeah. And I did not make one illegal move. So I don't, that's my confusion mm-hmm. about the whole process. I mm-hmm. think, I feel like there's not enough um, blocking. blocking going on. Um, Have you tried uh, blocking at him? <laughs> So driving a wide car, Emilio got out of the car. He says, man, you drive a wide car and you walked away. That's just what he said. That's all he had to say. I mean, if you're within, you know, if you're within a second or two, um, you're right. Was, there's I no within, reason. I have to say I was within one and to one and a half seconds of Emilio. So yeah, there's no reason why anyone should be able to get around you. Maybe if I was three seconds slower, it would not have worked out. I don't know. And right. this, this yeah. was at Buttonwillow, right? This was at Buttonwillow. Buttonwillow is... I will, I will, I will say, is yeah, it wasn't diffi- Auto Club Speedway? It's a difficult track to pass. I would not have succeeded pass. at Auto Club Speedway, for, especially it would have been over low horsepower cars. Buttonwillow is a difficult track yeah. to pass. There's, oh, there's probably two good opportunities to pass on that whole track, and the rest. You mean on the outside of Riverside, like Sunny? I, I mean, I would say Riverside <laughs> is one of the I main that, ones. We call that a lemons pass. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I made a couple moves at Phil Hill uh, that worked, but I mean, it's a tight. It's a tight track. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, absolutely. If you're within a second or two there, there's no reason why you should let anyone by. Because, you know, Button, Button Willow is a tight track, but it's also a, a fast track. You mm-hmm. know, it, it seems like there's a lot of sections that are very quick, which makes it even harder. Yeah. So It's a, let's, it's a fun track. We'll just leave it yeah, at that. It's, I really, it's really fun. I really like the flow of it. Yeah. You know, I got to drive it for the first time a couple, a couple weeks ago and really, yeah. really enjoyed yeah. it. I mean... California tracks are all in the desert, so elevation isn't necessarily something that we have. Um, so, it's like Texas. So it's it, this is true. This yeah. is true. It's like Texas, but instead of grass, you get dirt. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, dirt you know, it slows it, you down, though. Grass doesn't. That's true. Yeah, that's true. And yeah, big rocks even slow you down faster. <laughs> but uh, Buttonwillow does have the benefit of a couple of nice little little whoop de doos, which are are fun. Yeah, for sure. So. No, it's uh, it was really interesting coming out to the event and you know seeing all the different um, you know events that were going on. So like eight six cup was going on that weekend, I think. Uh, obviously, Super Miata. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there might have been a few. Maybe I don't know if Beamer Challenge was there. I saw a few BMWs, but I don't know if they were actually having an event. But uh, but seeing that and then just seeing all the different uh, the clientele that you have, you know, I. So I think I saw like a Turbo S out there um, at one point, uh, all the way down to just like a mostly, you know, almost stock Miata, uh, like new ND. I mean, your guys' uh, customer base is very, very, very broad. So that was that was really cool to come out and see. So yeah, you should come to our Coda event. So last year at Coda, we had one Japanese car. That's it. Just one three day weekend. Was it a Miata? No, I think it was an RX Seven. Okay. And so it was a three-day weekend, you know, at a big event, a lot of people. We had one Japanese car, and we had three BMWs. And the baseline car, like there were about 35 of them, were the GT, 9N1 GT3s. GT3s. Yep. 9N1 GT3s. Yep. And that was the poor man's car. So that Texas and then it just kind of went, it went up from there. Well, especially yeah. in Austin, you have all the tech money, too. Well, it's not that. It's not that. It's that the it's this it's the cost of the event is right. the real reason. Because right. there's more there's more of that kind of money out here than in Texas. 
really. Right. It's more that in Texas, that track in Austin is such an expensive track, yeah. and it's and there's there's not a lot of people yeah. that run at Coda either. You know the the chances you have to actually drive at Coda are yeah. very slim. No, it's yeah. it's just too risky to book there. It's yeah. like it's a yeah it's it's yeah so, a huge a huge percentage of our our clientele at Coda are local folks yeah. because they're looking for an opportunity. Yeah. To when drive when there. are you guys going to be there this year? It's April twenty eight, nine, and thirty. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Registration is open. It's a good time to be in Austin too. It's yeah. not not too hot out there at that time of the year. No, it's we picked it because we think it's the best window weather window in the entire of the entire year in Austin. Yeah, yeah. It's either scorchingly, you know, humid and hot, or it's high rain risk. So yeah. this is kind of like the perfect. Right. It's not. Window. It's not hurricane season. Although um, we had one last year, we oh, actually yeah. didn't have a hurricane. It was called a windstorm. I don't know what it was. I just woke up on Saturday morning last year and I was uh and I I knew something was wrong because I didn't sleep. And there's a lot of racket going on outside. I figure there was some like bat Mexican bat infestation. <laughs> I don't know what was the going starlings on. Starlings. Yeah, some or, weird, <laughs> you know, like you know, entomological event like the locusts were coming in for the day to eat everything. I don't know what was going on. So I go out in the morning and I notice there's all kinds of stuff everywhere, just stuff everywhere. The mm. parking lot, just like you know. And I kind of get in my car. It's dark. Start driving towards the track, and there's branches in the road and bushes in the road. Then there's trees in the road. There's telephone poles in the road. Wow. And there's cops in the road, <laughs> getting people to drive around the telephone poles in the road. It's like it was just getting worse and worse. And I got to the track and the. Uh, the cones we had set up in the parking lot were all gone. They'd just been blown. And then the every single tent or structure that anybody had set up was completely gone. gone. And the Ferraris, the Ferrari challenge team that was there had had the full sized, you know, hundred pound, you know, nitrogen canisters, the fully thick the thick metal ones that are like whatever, five feet tall. Yeah. Had been lifted up. That was what was holding the canopy down. They landed on top of the Ferraris. Oh, yeah! It was just a disaster. And this was what was called a windstorm. And huh. it wasn't on the news. <laughs> no one even cared. No one mentioned it. Every Texan was acting like, "What do you? What are you talking about?" <laughs> That's just normal. That's what we have here in Texas. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's so you get some stuff down there. But we have had perfect weather, other than that nighttime stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I remember seeing some of the most spectacular lightning in my life, one of the nights that we were out there. Um, I, I was going to say just in terms of like different cars, um, it kind of depends on the track as we were saying. Um, cause auto club speedway definitely brings uh, a different type of car. Cause people know they, I don't they think like they, the civics want to go there at all. And the S 2000s no. barely want to go there. Mm-mm. And it's largely about just motor wear. I mean, you know, when you have that much wide open throttle for that length of time, yeah, right. I think people are like, you know, I'm, I can pin it through here. Mm-hmm. and do 130 around the banking, it's not challenging. And right. I just spent wide open throttle <laughs> in VTEC at yeah. 130 miles an hour for like a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like that just put, mm-hmm. you know, that's like a whole year's worth of track events of wear on the right. motor. And I yeah. think there's just a, there's kind of a, 
you know, people are just not really well, some some types of cars. People don't want to do it. But then the guys in the Corvettes and the faster cars, yeah, the big they never get to open it, it up. Yeah. This is their chance to actually yep. get to the top of their RPM range. You know, in Top Gear, right? So that they I, want- I can't wait to see the Super Miata race. I want to see some bump drafting going on. Well, that's what I was going to say. Is 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 yeah, just kind of open tracking. There is it not. It's not my favorite track, but uh, wheel the wheel. But boy, yeah, bump drafting on the front straight yeah. is one of the best things of the year. Yeah, <laughs> Super Miata awesome. looks like they book you. That we have three races there this year. Really? Three. Am I wrong? I think it's two. I think it's two. Is it okay. three? I feel like it was three. I should anyway, know this. <laughs> it's one of the best racing tracks. Right. Because you can actually do passing and there's a lot of lot to be gained mm-hmm. there. Um should do it under the lights, man. And Chuck Wall is one of the Chuck Wall is one of the fastest, funnest tracks to drive in just a track day environment. You know, that's, that's but it's the very one I... tough for racing. There's not the, this, there's medium to high speeds, uh, straights with, by medium straights, so right. medium turns, medium straights. So it's, you do can't pass any very easily. Chuck Wall is the track that I always forget about when I'm listing tracks that are, you know, local to LA for some reason. I have no idea why, but when I think about tracks in SoCal, I always forget about Chuck Walla. And it's really unbelievable track. I mean, it's, uh, and they have tiny houses now. Well, not yet. Soon. Not yet. I thought they had. I thought they had two. Oh, I believe not. they are not quite online not yet. yet. They were okay. shooting for February. Okay. Did you just call them tiny houses? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> they used to have really tiny houses. Yeah. But those they stopped renting out those. They used okay. to have houses on wheels. They were wheeled <laughs> tiny houses, but I think I think that's what I'm thinking about. Like that they had trailers like the last but year. But Chuckwell is like oh, Chuckwell uh, is a lot of fun. I mean, it's a it's a very modern sort of style course. It reminds me of an F1 course. It has a like double and triple apex yeah, it turns looks, it looks pretty fast it's, too yeah no it's, it's quick it's, it's quick. smooth yeah it's gorgeous uh has a couple of nice little elevation things it's got a bowl you know 180 degree banked bowl okay. um and uh it's a wonderful track yeah uh the the what we thought you were talking about was the new uh, cabins that they've built, okay. um, which will be available for They're rent gonna shortly. They're going to have condos soon. Okay. Yeah, they'll have yeah, condos. I was, I was thinking the tiny yeah. houses that were built on the flatbed trailers, So, which I thought I saw Chuck Walla had, or some, some track they, down they here. Had a they bunch had two of, of them. Well, they had a bunch the, of the trailers models, you right? could rent. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, no, they're going to have like... They're gonna have at full least on, a dozen of them. Okay. Full-on condos you can rent oh, nice. or whatever. Yeah. That'd be really nice. Yeah, so it'll be it'll be good. The okay. problem is right now they got rid of the trailers, and there's no condos. So now, ah, so there's now nowhere either, to stay. You camp or you go to Palm Springs. So. Okay, but that's only going to last another month or two, and they'll be back on with the okay. condos. Yeah. So yeah. So what what other tracks are on the schedule this year? Well, pretty much um, so all of them. Auto Club, Sonoma, Chippewa. Laguna Seca, mm-hmm. okay. Mazda Raceway, Laguna Seca. There you go. Um, sorry, <laughs> and uh, I got a call from Mazda once for not. Oh really? Saying that, we're gonna um, get a call from Maxis for not saying Maxis Supermatic oh, every yeah, time Maxis. too. Everything we just said about Superman is Maxis. Maxis Supermatic. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, Mazda Raceway, Laguna Seca, Sonoma Raceway, Buttonwillow Raceway, Auto Club Speedway, Willow Springs Big Track, Willow, Streets of Willow, Chuck Walla, Coda, Spring Mountain Motorsports. Oh, yeah. Spring, Spring Mountain. Mountain. I want to come out to that. Do not sleep race. on Spring Mountain. Yeah, I want to come out to that event. That is a wonderful facility as well. Yeah. yeah. And, a lot uh, closer than I thought. It's uh, what it's closer, like four it's hours? <laughs> no, no, it's closer hours? than Vegas. Vegas really? is Vegas is two hundred eighty-six miles, and it can, you can get there in uh, two two hours and eighty-six minutes. No, you can get there. In, <laughs> you can get there in uh, three hours, depending on your speed. 
but uh, yeah, it's a little closer than Vegas. Okay, and it's uh, they you can shoot machine guns. Um, they have fireworks, buy fireworks you can buy. They've got legal brothels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you man, you get out of California, gambling. you can have all the fun. Yeah, yeah it's right? all there in Pahrump, Nevada, waiting for you. Ah, oh, that sounds like such a good Pahrump, time. Pahrump is your future. Yeah. It's, it's, Aaron, you, it, it's closer than you think, but it's farther than I want it to be. <laughs> I wish it were a little bit closer. You faster to get there, man. I suppose so. <laughs> you did, yeah, you just, you're just not young enough. Because when I used to go there... Is that it? When we used to, yeah. Because when I was... I was younger than you when I was going there. Mm. You're only turning 40 on Saturday. Back when only. I was your age. Only was, 40. I know. So... Just when I was, warmed I was up going here. out there, I was like in my my low thirties, you know, and yeah, we would have some fun going out there. Yeah, back when I was your age, it used to take two days on a Model T to get out there. <laughs> it uh, last week, uh, last year, the weekend was super fun. We had yeah. a lot of a lot of fun, great racing. Uh, the the configuration we ran was within a tenth of a mile of the distance of Coda because hmm. it what you, was. What are you talking about? Spring Mountain. Is it is it Spring Mountain where they have the plans to Was build it like a 3.4? We did the 3. Point, yes. Well, exactly. No, Coda's 3.8. Is it really? Yeah. Okay. Coda's 3.8. So Spring Mountain we ran the 3.1, I think. Isn't isn't Spring Mountain? I don't think we ran the 3. Point, they have a 3.4. Yeah. At, at Spring Mountain. Spring okay. Mountain's where they're planning on building a 15-mile track or something, aren't they? Well, they're already halfway there or more. They keep building more and more. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think if you the combine, goal there is the longest you, track in the world. If you combine everything now they have, I think it's uh, 3 point... I think you can get to 3.1 plus like 2.3. Okay. You get to 5 point something right now. Ooh. I think. That's but, long. Yeah, they were going to do... Uh, the idea was to do uh, Nürburgring... West, right? You Plus, know, and have yeah, because Nurburgring is what, like thirteen twelve one, twelve k, thirteen k. Okay, it's not thirteen miles, thirteen k. I think. Okay, I don't really so know. I've never like, been there. He's the one that's got the German shirt on. <laughs> yeah, what's I with should that, know, but what's I don't. What's with that German shirt, Adam? <laughs> the Autobahn. <laughs> Wait, thirteen k would only be like seven miles. No, yeah, it's point times miles. point six. So it would be yeah, seven. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, seven somewhere around there. Okay, so. Only I have no idea. That's too, I'm too many bears deep to even think <laughs> numbers right now. <laughs> but Spring Mountain's a, a really fun facility. I mean, it's a beautiful facility, too. Um, you, got can, the, you can do go-karting. You yeah, can go to the shooting range. They, they have, have a, a water, lake. Water skiing lake. You can do water skiing. Oh, yeah. They, they, they have, have like a jet thing. Like a couple million dollar or million gallon like lake, man-made yeah. like Lake Lagoon thing. With yeah, that, you, I remember seeing that. They you have know the clubhouse? water jet thing that you can like the jet pack with the water oh, that shoots can, out the bottom yeah and you like yeah it's like the you hover fly thing. over the water exactly. with it exactly they have yeah. that you can um you can land your plane on the front straight and park it underneath so your I think, airplane hangar house i think house. you guys need to organize some sort of like track day slash track decathlon where mm. you have to like shoot drive you know and get certain lap times water ski yeah you water gotta ski. you gotta nail certain buoys on the slalom Swim some laps in the clubhouse pool. Yeah, I mean, it'd be a whole weekend of fun. You have to light off some I bottle I rockets. I have to say, I wouldn't want to see the liability be too high. Can yeah. you imagine taking some of these guys and putting them in a lake with water? <laughs> Just provide floaties and you're good. Not a, Yeah, float. Okay, you're right. I forgot about the floaties. Yeah, they'll be fine with floaties. No problem. So, no, that's, uh, I didn't realize there was that much stuff out there. That makes me really want to go to that event. Maybe maybe go a day before and leave a day after too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. will you guys be camping at that event? Oh yeah, camping. 
There's yep. No, that. it's actually, well, I mean, I, I don't, but everybody else does. You can, yeah. You yeah, camp, don't you? Adam, you don't camp. I'm not a big Adam's camper. Adam's not camping. He's not so, yeah. Remember we talked about the, no, bo- I forgot the bouge about factor. Adam's a bit bougie. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so. No, I had I had an opportunity to stay at uh, one of the rental condos there last year, and it was and it quite just ruined nice. you, right? It yeah. was quite nice. No, he'd been already ruined. Trust yeah, me, no, a long it, was, time ago. it was. See, I remember. I remember it was a big deal when I went from sleeping in the bed of the truck to sleeping in the cab of the truck to sleeping <laughs> my enclosed trailer. And now I'm thinking about building a, a camper van as my mm-hmm. tow rig. So there you go. Yeah, I, I still haven't gotten to that condo level yet. Though. The ultimate, I mean, actually, when it comes to truck wall, I'm actually disappointed they're building the condos yeah? because it was the most. That was the track to camp at. We had great barbecue. We've had yep. great barbecues, mm-hmm. and the camping scene at Chuckwall has been fantastic. I mean, everyone's yep. got trailers and tents and motorhomes, yep. and Adam, of course, just rents a motorhome and he's fine. But you know. <laughs> You know, it's it's it was a great camping track, and yep. I'm kind of disappointed to see that yep. go actually, because people had to rough it at Chuckwall because yep. the nearest hotel was 50 miles away. Yeah. Right, but that's that's going to come to an end. Yeah, it's even know? more remote, quote unquote, than Buttonwillow. Um, oh yeah. yeah, well Buttonwillow, it's Buttonwillow, 10 miles yeah, to get 10 right. miles hotel, down. So. Right. I mean, and then the choice accommodations there, what the Super Eight. I think it's a Super 8, right next well, to Starbucks. we're actually sponsored by Motel 6. Oh, sorry. So, maybe, it is, um, maybe it is Motel 6. The one next to... We're actually, it's the one next to Starbucks, right? I don't even know. We're, we're, yeah, we're the special, uh, we're the, uh, the official track day organization of Motel, Motel 6. 6 so. Motel 6 Central? Motel 6 Central. But no, <laughs> tell, I think, tell, them, tell them Adam sent you. Yeah. Six Central. And we'll leave the light on for you. Would that be Motel or uh, well, there's two Motel mo- Four Pacific? There's two. Uh, <laughs> you know, there's two six Motel Central Four there's Pacific. There's two Motel Sixes there in um, in Bunwillow, and they the way they differentiated was the one that's ten feet closer to the Denny's. They called it Motel Six Central. It's more central. <laughs> it's more central to like nothing, but you know, would that yeah, be like Motel Six and a Half? Yeah, you're right. I think the 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 reputation for spectacular barbecue was born at Chuckwalla um, because there was no one, nowhere for anyone to go. So everybody yeah. hung out, they stuck around, they drank, you know, because and they, wait, they weren't they driving anywhere. Performances from the Racing Stripes band, right? That's right. <laughs> that would be cool to have live music. The, in the white, paddock. sorry, the white racing, stripes. the white racing stripes. That would really be <laughs> stepping it up there with live music. Yeah. Oh. And then karaoke. <laughs> Just like your birthday. <laughs> so, well, awesome. Well, I, uh, I know we're running a little bit long here, but I really appreciate your guys' time. Uh, where can people find out more about Speed Ventures? Speedventures.com. Um, or they can just call Adam. Yeah. Yeah. Just call me. Sure. I, I love, I love to chat. Why not? <laughs> As you can see. Yeah, uh, no, our, our website's the best mm-hmm. place, but you know, our website also, you know, for the reasons we've already covered, it's a lot of people don't, they go to our website and they still don't quite get it. And that's, again, come if you went to a lot of the websites of the people who do what we do, they, people would be like, what, what is this? Right. So people can just call us mm-hmm. and that's all on the website. You know, okay. it's better. It's easier to explain how it works uh, than it is to write about it on a website with FAQs. So we, we, do, we like to take the phone calls and we hope people will call us and we'll, yep. yeah. we'll run them through the process of what happens from the first, you know, when you arrive to the meetings, to the instruction and everything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 
See what's going to happen now. You're going to have so many calls. You're going to have to implement an automated system. It's like press one if you've never done a track day before. I'm going to walk them through. Press two if you're a novice driver. Press right. three if you're intermediate. Press four if you have a convertible right. yeah, for rear go. wheel drive. Press seven. If they, if they say yes on the convertible, we just like transfer them to some other businesses <laughs> website. If you're concerned about rain, please press star. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, hang up and try again. Yeah. <laughs> So, no, guys, really appreciate it. It was a, a great time and hope to be uh, catching up with you guys soon at an event. Yeah. Thanks, Austin. We'd love it. to have you. Thanks for thanks for coming over. Thanks yeah. for coming over and, and sharing beers and pizza with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. That's what it's all about, man. <laughs> appreciate it. Yeah, and vice versa. Why isn't there like a absolutely mus- like a musicians event for like the best musicians in the world, like there is for Race of Champions? Why isn't there Fuck. a museum for drummers? Why isn't there the Drummers Museum drummers of North museum. America? So I think to answer your question, I think the reason is because artists are so sensitive that uh, you don't wanna, they, no one would want to lose. No yeah. one would want to compete because they don't want to lose. Yeah. Well, I think that's race right. car drivers are the most sensitive people in the world because they never want to race against each other in the same car as who's actually faster. That's mm. true. They will not do it. I remember uh, throughout the years talking to the various pro and semi-pro drivers who've showed up over the last, you know, six, 15 years, 15 years, 15, and they won't do it. And I wanted to create a, uh, like a, um, like, you know, like a tennis club. They've got the tennis ladder. Sure. Yeah. So everybody comes in, you're on the ladder and the top guy in the ladder, you know, gets the free gin and tonic at the end of the day and you know and people trying to advance up the ladder so i wanted to create a ladder at speed ventures actually which is like would be that and you'd have to be in the same car same tires same everything so you need see. a speed ventures reasonably priced car is what you're saying yes of course we just we just have a miata and then we have a ladder and you people compete to be you know just like a country club it's just like a tennis country club but they the pros this is not happening do you know how much fun that content would be to make? Oh, man. Well, that's not going to happen, though. If you had, like, a leaderboard, it wouldn't be that hard to do. They have too much. And the th- weird thing is, Formula One is, that's what it is. Yeah. It's the it's really, there's no sport in the world like Formula One where you get the same guys, the same car. And, of course, the drivers will be like, oh, no, he gets more attention than I do. He got his water bottle first <laughs> when I step, when we stepped out of our cars. But the truth is, this, this, that's what you got in Formula One. And it's pretty interesting. And, like, you can really see... Who's a better driver? You know, at least again, they'll say in that car he's the better driver. That's the thing you're, well, he's the best in that car, right? Now, I mean, obviously, I'm going to 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 lose all of my street cred. I'm not a huge F1 watcher or fan, Loser. but don't exactly. <laughs> I'll just be open about it. I have a different philosophy about driving. We can get into that later. Um, I your mean, philosophy is like, say, your philosophy is just how can I beat Grant Heathman? That's your philosophy. My philosophy is as long as I beat Grant. Right, but you, well, I told I told Adam if he didn't beat Grant, he'd be fired. 
Oh, no, yeah? no it's, a condition, it's a condition, <laughs> it's a condition of, condition of his employment. It's in his contract. <laughs> he has to be Grant or he's fired. And he's done it, by the way. So, so when far, I got, so good. When I got hired on, the first day that I hired on, we had all of our staff in from all over the country. And when that happens, everybody goes carding together. And my boss that I had just met, like literally that morning, he was like, hey, yeah, you know, there's this guy, Rob, one of our engineers. I actually knew him from when I did NASA stuff in the Midwest. He was like, yeah, no one's ever been able to beat Rob. He's like... That's your challenge. You have to beat Rob. Is this is this where is this up north or? Oh north? no, this was this was at K one in Torrance. Oh, it's a yeah. We, we were doing Rob just stuff. some like fourteen year old kid. No, Torrance. Rob. Rob is our one of our engineers. <laughs> you knew him, okay? Yeah. Good. So I knew him, and guess who beat him first first session ever? This guy. That guy. This guy. Wow, uh, and you right. did it in an indoor karting track. Yeah, at a track I'd never driven before. Wow. And here so, you are bragging about it. Yeah. Well, that's why this is getting cut out. <laughs> <laughs> I can brag just off air. So no, I'm joking. I'm teasing you because it's a karting track indoor. That's all. But hey, man, but it's I, challenging. You know, yeah. I went into a karting. Here's my undercard. I went into karting for a um, a birthday party of a Speed Ventures driver, a guy named Dan Aspasi at Speed Gallery, and you don't have to edit this out. And, oh, I hadn't even started the show yet. Well, whatever. <laughs> Let's start the show then. The show starts when it starts. We don't. I mean, does it really? Oh, I gotta big, do. I gotta do my intro. Is oh well, yeah, but does it have to be in order? Can't you edit out of order? I can move it around. Yeah, there you go. So Dennis Basie at Speed Gallery, who I like to say for the record is a very fine Porsche race car. I would use the word engineer, but doesn't have a degree. But we'll just call him an engineer. And anyway, so his uh, wife, of course, just crushed me at the indoor karting ring. <laughs> I call it a rink. It's not a rink, right? It's not skating, right? It's ink. Okay, well, it whatever. can be skating. Sometimes. We're going to call it, it depends, an indoor karting. We'll call it an indoor karting rink for now. So he, she just crushed me at the indoor karting rink, and this is my first. Did she weigh more or less than a hundred pounds? Uh, probably probably that makes a you big probably difference. Probably less. You probably didn't ask though. <laughs> no, I didn't ask. Just ballpark. But, excuse but me. She, how much do you weigh? She's extremely. She's insanely attractive, and she's you know yeah. She probably she uh, probably weighs a hundred pounds. Okay, or less. But whatever. The point is, she crushed me. Yes. Okay. And and I'm like, this is a time when I thought I was like a really good driver, and um, karting's is nothing. To, it's got it's just an incomparable like sort of skill so i'm impressed <laughs> congratulations it was fun he beat me the second one but I still uh, beat him i still got that one and we only had two races but <laughs> so, so but that, that that brought my street cred up when i you know walked back into the office the second day because news had spread Ooh. <laughs> the new guy <laughs> yeah but did you get that promotion uh no unfortunately <laughs> and i probably won't now so yeah, in fact you might get fired if you start beating <laughs> yeah, the wrong right? people you gotta be careful <laughs> Oh, he's just an engineer. Don't worry about it. So, it's well, also an Adam's contract. If he beats me, he gets fired. Oh, and if he loses to Grant, he gets fired. That's just you know. So you gotta you gotta be somewhere in the middle there. Yeah. It's, now what what happens if Grant beats you though? Mm. That's the question. Then that's a conundrum. No, it's not. It's called suicide. 